What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. I'm your host, Brian Tong, the one with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 39. This is a day before the U.S. holiday Thanksgiving break. I'm going to be going out of town to meet up with the fam. So what I wanted to give you here is kind of some different perspective. The iPad Pro is still the gadget that people are talking about in the Apple world right now until the next thing takes over. But I kind of give you a perspective from myself. I want to give you perspective of the iPad Pro from someone who's a really true digital artist. Apple has featured him multiple times. He's been on ESPN. I've commissioned art from him. His name is Rob Generate the Third, aka Robzilla, award-winning illustrator, vector art monster. So I wanted to bring in a guest like him to talk about the iPad Pro and how he uses it to the fullest. And you're going to get some really cool nuggets from him if you're a digital artist, but also if you're just someone who loves this stuff. So here we go. Here's the interview with Rob. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for joining the show. What up, though? <laughs> what up, what up? Now, Rob, a lot of people may not really know how unique you are to me and to many others in the art world. Um, when I say you're a digital artist and you're a digital illustrator and designer, it goes beyond that. Apple has showcased you, honestly, multi- I believe like a couple times specifically for your art. Uh, you've done like live art with the iPad Pro specifically on ESPN. Um, if you follow him on social media, it's Rob underscore Zilla, Z-I-L-L-A underscore three eyes for Rob Zilla the third. But Rob, um, can you kind of, first of all, I like to do this. You may not know me from, or you may not recognize me from, um, maybe some of the things that you've done that people may or may not have seen. Um, well, it was that the episode of Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Game Four of the NBA Finals um, the year before last between the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I was tasked with drawing the results of that game and to have it ready before his Sports Center show ended, <laughs> which is wild. Um, if most folk, if most folks don't know, like Scott comes on kind of late here on the East Coast, so I had to get the get the get the energy drink flowing, um, <laughs> some sour gummies, <laughs> all, all kind of stuff like that. Um, also, if you are a Warriors fan, I um, was the feature artist of their fan day for um, that same season, um, the year before last. And so, yeah, you had like a, it was a t-shirt that you did, like basically all the faces of the team that was given away at the game. Is that right? Yeah. Funny thing about that shirt, it was inspired by um, a tribe called Quest Midnight Marauder. Mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. someone brought up a tribe called Quest during the um, phone conference when we was hashing out ideas and trying to see what sticks. And when they mentioned a drawing that I did of Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest, the idea automatically hit me because that was an album cover that I wanted my head on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that album cover sort of symbolized a community of hip hop creators at the time. But unity and community was some of the, the, the main keywords that were being used during that meeting. And it just fit. So we put it together. And, you know, for a lot of people that may follow me on social media or not, you all know that I'm a huge Warriors fan because I'm from the Bay. I've been there from the start. I've seen it all. But, you know, I came across your art 
I think after an Apple article and, you know, people may not know this, but I reached out to Rob directly. And so I have this really cool and people have seen it, this really cool three panel piece of Warriors art featuring their death lineup squad, Steph Curry, Clay, KD, Dre and Andre. And every time someone comes by my place or they've seen it, they're like, dude, where did you get that? And I said, you can't get it because that's a one on one Rob Zilla, baby. <laughs> and it's it's really dope. Yeah, man, it was it was a pleasure doing that triptych for you, man. Oh man, I'm I, I love it. I love it. So, you know, for so people kind of hear about some of the work that you've done. Um, if you really you really check out his Instagram because this is where you can showcase his art. You know, I I first feel like you first did kind of art related to sports. You know, um, whether it's hockey or basketball and the players themselves. But I also feel like as you've grown, we're starting to see a lot of your artwork being related to like just culture in general. Is that is that correct? Yeah, um, I want everything. I want to be the son of that solar system. So mm-hmm. all the artwork that I throw out there, I want it to, I want it to revolve around me, mm-hmm. um, who mm-hmm. I am as a person. Um, try to share some of my views and things of that nature without necessarily forcing those views on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of things that I'm about: um, sneaker culture, yep. sports, movies, comic books, um, music, anything. Right. Music, yeah, definitely music. I'm heavy into jazz now, so a lot of that's coming out. That's that's awesome. So, you know, I wanted to let people kind of get into your brain a little to first find out about who you were. And really, though, talk about the iPad Pro. You're really in a unique position where I see it where the iPad Pro was almost made for someone like you who's a true digital artist, a true digital designer, but also can use it, you know, potentially as a computer sometimes. Can you talk about the iPad Pro as a tool and maybe when it first, when did you first actually say, hey, I can do this? And I know I'm jumping a lot of places, but maybe start with like some of your background in art and then how you jumped on board with the iPad Pro. Okay. I'm um, not sure how far you want me to go back. I'm old as I don't know what. <laughs> we want to hear it all. But, <laughs> um, from what I'm told, I've, uh, I've been drawing now since the age of three. Um, I, show, I, I was showing signs of communicating and expressing myself through little pictures. I'm that kid that was in your elementary school class who got in trouble all the time for not putting his name on his paper. But in that name spot would be the bomb little cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to undergrad and I started out as a printmaking major at South Carolina State University. And I was questioned by a young lady and she was like, well, what kind, what does that mean when you graduate? Like what type of job are you going to have as a printmaker? And got me thinking about finances and also how can I get a young lady like this? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Oh yeah. The real motivation, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, no, you know, at, at that age, that's the motivation. You're 18 years old. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You got the, it, it's the Mario theory. You got to get the girl. <laughs> and, um, so it got me thinking about, what career path I should take. And eventually I switched over to art education. So um, I've been a teacher for the last 20 years and I just resigned last year. So I was heavy analog printmaking. Um, If I painted at all, it was acrylics, um, maybe a little bit of watercolor and just like a pinch of oil. And when I got my hands on the first iPad, by the way, I went on Twitter um (laughs) wait what yeah (laughs) yeah you won an ipad on twitter that was how you got in 
that's how I got in. Wow. Um, first generation. It was um, customized by Colorware. Um, it was an analog. No, not analog. It was an anagram contest held by a company called Veer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if many people remember Veer from back in the days, but they had like stock images. They had um, they had fonts and all these different things that you can use as a designer. So they had an analog contest, and I ended up winning the week four final contest. <laughs> and it was a maxed out um, iPad first generation with the graphic on the back of it. It was fresh. So um, I was playing around with it, and I downloaded... I can mention apps on here, right? Yeah, of course. Was this before you actually... Was this an iP- not an iPad Pro, but a regular iPad before they started introducing the pencils? Or when was this? This was Generation 1 iPad. Oh, wow. Um, okay, yeah. You can jump yeah. in all the apps you use, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so at the time, I downloaded Autodesk um, Sketchbook Pro. And I was playing around with it, you know. I was doing my little finger doodles with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I was a Wacom user, so um, I was walking through Best Buy, and I just happened to pick up... Um, a stylus that Wacom had and started using that stylus with it and started doing these little cartoon doodles a little bit deeper and begin to share them on Instagram. And, you know, of course people ask, you know, where are you using? I didn't know what hashtags were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was just something trending. Like mm-hmm. a, a technically, I mean like not, a, not a play on words, but, um, so I would hashtag everything that I use so mm-hmm. I can answer people's questions before they ask me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I got the attention of Adobe. I got the attention of Wacom. Um, and I think low-key, I got the attention of Apple a little bit then. And um, it just started to grow from there. And eventually, I moved on to um, using Adobe Ideas, which is a vector drawing application. Um, I got a new iPad from my from my wife for my birthday. Yeah. And, yeah, engraved, you know. And um, I just kept updating and, and stepping the game up as the product update, as the apps updated. Um, I began to be consulted as one of those folks whose opinions matter when it came to them updating the app. And um, eventually, like, getting my hands on the tech a little bit earlier than most just to see, you know, how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, that ESPN appearance was... Um, done on the 10.5 when it first released before it released Mm. um so that was pretty cool and so as you're talking about this hardware like you use it as a tool um what do you actually like about the ipad pro specifically because you started from the very beginning so when the latency and the pencil didn't even exist when that pencil came out um how did that really change things for you and then which app were you using right now to do most of your art with adobe i know it's one of the adobe apps right Yes, it's Adobe Draw CC. That's it. That's it. Um, I use Capture too, mm-hmm. and a couple of other applications. Like I'm, I'm app heavy because I adjusted my workflow for it. But when I got my hands on the Apple Pencil the first time, it was before it was released. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, it was um, at Adobe Max in LA. Not this year, but the last time it was in LA. Mm-hmm. Bef- before the one in San Diego and the one in Las Vegas, I got my hands on the iPad Pro and Apple Pencil ahead of time. Um, 
And I was sitting in there with a couple of colleagues in a hotel room. We had this security case. It was big <laughs> and orange. And um, there were like 10 iPads in that security case. And um, one of my colleagues had the iPads spread across the bed at the time because he was you know, putting everything in there that they needed for the keynote for the next day. And I had one and a colleague of mine, Brian Yap, he had one. And we was just playing around with it because we had to do an event where we showcased and did live drawings on it in front of a crowd of like Adobe employees, Mm -hmm. um, Apple, Disney was going to be in the house. And um, the problem was Adobe Draw wasn't updated for the iPad yet. (laughs) Um, But I thought the pencil was incredible. Um, Like I told you at the time I was using Wacom Stylus. So I was, I was used to the, the, the chunky feel, you know, the girth was a little bit wider than, than a normal pencil. But when I picked the first Apple pencil up, I was like, hey, they put a lot of thought into this. The weight is right. Um, the girth is right. The length allowed you to use the whole entire surface to clutch. So you can draw using a regular grip or you can do an overhand grip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on it and draw. It was just amazing. Um, it felt light. Um I didn't get the bumps and stops of a rubber tip that I was getting, but I I didn't get the absolute ice skating of the harder nibs that they were starting to pull out with the pressure sensitivity. Um, pressure sensitivity was on point. There was no latency, um, but the app didn't. The app wasn't updated to the calibrations of the iPad. Mm-hmm, like they didn't mm-hmm. update the app for it, so I didn't have pressure sensitivity at the event. <laughs> wow! But <laughs> but what I did, what I did was, I was aware of velocity. So velocity is another way of, of of getting thick and thin lines. And I manipulated the velocity while I was drawing there Jeez. to imitate the pressure sensitivity. So it looked like I had an updated version of the app. And I drew this wild composition of myself as a reverse Medusa because I don't have that much hair on top, but I got a lot <laughs> on my chin. So I had the snakes coming out my beard type drawing for it and it was amazing um somebody at apple was like yeah we gotta get your hands on on one of these i was like yes you do and um i just left out the room and it it felt amazing rockstar amazing just uh, you were buzzing what do you think about the new ipad pro that just came out um i know that apple again kind of featured you on their site with the work that you do. How 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 do you feel about just kind of the upgrade in hardware? I'm curious from your standpoint because before the iPad Pro kind of had more of these curved edges, so now it's kind of more of this harsher industrial design. They're still beveled. Are there things, can you talk about maybe the things you like about the new iPad Pro and maybe some things where you feel like, oh, I wish they had this, or is it really that much more superior? Maybe th- small things, big things. What are your thoughts overall on the new iPad Pro? Okay, so if I happen to miss something, oh, yeah, just ask fine. me about it. No, no, yeah, yeah. Just ask me about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, as far as the the physical build of it, I enjoy it. Um, it's a little bit smaller in size than the the second generation and the first generation iPad Pro. Um, Does that work but, to your advantage, though? Do you like that better or not? I, I do, because um, I'm on the go. So I didn't need something that was super big, mm-hmm. but they still give me, they still gave the same screen real estate as the other 12.9s since mm-hmm. I did. So I still got 12.9 inches of screen real estate just in a smaller frame. 
Um, the updates on the pencil is, is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, a new way of charging. I don't have to pop the head off and stick it into the, the charging port in order to, to get juice to it. I can simply just magnetically connect it to the, the side and it's automatic and it charges pretty fast. Hey, did you just snap? Um, did you just snap the pencil on your iPad Pro just now? I heard that noise. Did you just? <laughs> I, mimicked, did... I mimicked the noise. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. No, I got ears, bro. I was like, wait, did he just pop that on while he was saying it? I feel like he just did that. I need to ask him yeah, that. That would be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Apple, if you want to go ahead and license that sound I just made, man, let's go for it. Let's go. Let's go. That official sound for the um, iPad Pro. Um, they did something to the screen. As far as the coding is concerned, hmm. um, there's a little bit of friction there now. Um, in the past, I was guilty of putting a screen protector, like um, one made by um, this one called Paperlike. I used to use that on my screens because it mimicked the tooth of the paper, and oh, it gave you that gritty, grit, gave you that gritty feel when you when you dragged the point across the surface of the screen. You didn't feel like you were ice skating necessarily. Yeah, yeah, but this screen, it, 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 it's giving me that drag. It's giving me that friction that I need, um, but not too much because I can still get that fluid, what I considered like poetic flow to my line work. Um, you know, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone mention that aspect of you, you feel like the friction of the screen is different. That's actually really a unique observation from someone that uses it like that. Yeah, and I mean, that makes a big difference in, in, in what I do. Um, the closer I can get to analog, the feel of analog, I, I think the better my work mm-hmm. um, actually is. Um, the screen resolution is incredible. Um, this thing is fast. Uh, I got a chance to test the speakers out, and <laughs> the speakers are are pretty dope. Um, I was using iMachine on there, and I was trying to show my son how to make beats, and he was like, wow, daddy, you know sounds good and i was like yeah you're gassing me up but um (laughs) um the full usb-c was no big deal um as long as i can get it charged up quickly and you know it 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 fits with some of the um the dongles that i got for my ipad pro Mm -hmm. i mean my macbook pro Mm -hmm. so that wasn't a big deal but the only downside that i've experienced thus far is that I needed some way to connect an older model headphone to the iPad. Um, Either the 3.5 on there or something. Like, give me a dongle that can go from USB-C to a 3.5 and I'm good to go. And they're like, hey, Um, uh, hey, Rob, uh, we know you do amazing work on this, but we're going to have you buy that extra dongle. Just (laughs) want to let you know. (laughs) <laughs> is there such a thing? Is there such a they, thing they, as a USB-C? Yeah, they do have a USB-C, the headphone jack adapter, you know, kind of like uh, how they did the Lightning one. I think it's around nine bucks or so. So they do oh, have bet. one. So they do have bet, one. Bet, bet. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pick one of those up today. Yeah, so for the road, you could get one of those for sure. Definitely. Because um, um, I rode back on a train and, mm-hmm. you know, I like working around. So what I did was I just used my iPhone as my music player while I, you know, I was drawing um on the iPad while commuting back from the Apple event from New York to DC. So um I also have the ooh 
I don't know all the, the major terms, it's but okay. it's to cover with it's to cover with the keyboards. Yeah, you know, I was gonna that's good. I was gonna ask you about that because um sorry, you're gonna say something? Yeah, I have that. Um it snaps. I don't think most folks realize it, but just like how the pencil does a snap on there. The, <laughs> <laughs> the signature sound. <laughs> Word. The iPad snaps into those positions. So it's not like those other cases that you did that you had before that can fold into these different positions. Like they got it specifically for tabletop and, and on your lap mm-hmm. type angles, but it snaps in position as opposed to just sitting there and you hit a bump and that thing slides down. And yeah. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I, I like everything. Um, it feels lighter to me. I feel like I got a better grip on it than I did with the other ones. Um, I don't know what it is about it, but I tend to hold it like right along the side and it it fits comfortable in there without sliding or feeling like it's going to come loose. But most of the time that I use it, I use it with a um, product from Elevation Lab called the Draft Table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the 12.9 fits on the Draft Table perfectly. Oh, Um, nice. This is kind of like to make it like an easel, right? To kind of put in that position. I got three positions that I can tilt it up at and it's heavy duty, it's metal, so the magnetic out it wasn't it was designed before the iPad Pro third generation was, but it kind of sits and stays in the place due to the magnetic draw that it has. Like mm-hmm. it it's on there, you can feel it pull away like magnets. Um so it's the perfect combination for it. So that's and I think yeah, yeah. I think that's about it on that one. Unless you got any questions about something specifically. Well, I'm more curious about you know a lot of people. It looks, it sounds like to me, right? All the apps that you need personally are on the tablet, and we know at least in the tech world, consumer world, everyone you know saw. And I know you kind of, I don't know if you consult or you do, you do work with Adobe on on certain projects, but you know Adobe showcased Photoshop over to Adobe Max. Um, they showed it off at Apple's keynote. They say it's coming out in 2019. Did, were you able to play with Photoshop that much uh, on the iPad? An early, you know, the early release that they have, at least for some people to at least kind of tinker with? Briefly. Um, I was just curious about how the layers are managed on the iPad as opposed to how they are on either your your your, your laptop or mm-hmm, your desktop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty amazing what they did. They brought it into the mobile environment, but they didn't make it feel like it was foreign. They gave it the same look and feel in terms of the UI Mm -hmm. that we have with the next shift of mobile applications for the iPad. Um, They also gave a little preview at Adobe Max of Gemini. And um, Project Gemini is... Um, their way of combining both vector and raster um, file types, as mm-hmm. far as drawing is concerned, into one place, along with like some bonuses, like live brushes and stuff. And um, I mean, I like the fact that the company gave the thought of making everything feel like it's approachable because it looks like what you're already familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, the power of um, Photoshop on the iPad 
was remarkable. But then, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember or not. They took that same um, PSD and they brought it into their AR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was crazy with all the layers and everything. Oh, that was nuts! And yeah. then, you know everything layers and everything separated perfectly and that was an incredible amount of layers mm-hmm. on that file that they were working with man and if you're unfamiliar with that just imagine um oh i might be dating myself but no keep it going came baby back, it came back out recently the gong show <laughs> that's right and the classic gong show they were always like every week there was somebody on there who would put plates on these, these sticks <laughs> and they would spin them and I guess it was a talent to keep as many plates spinning on these sticks as possible. <laughs> but imagine like a hundred plates and you had to spin these hundred plates. And that's what the application is doing when it, when it, when it comes to these layers and stuff. And, and, and uh, the computer itself has to keep that powered. And it was just insane. Um, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was crazy. And to see people that I, that I know, present that thing on stage is amazing too so i was a big fanboy there the whole entire time <laughs> you know you you kind of dropped some hints about you know the keyboard case and using that as a computer apple has really been trying to push the ipad like it will replace your computer and i really do believe it can replace a computer for some people for me i'm not that person yet you know i'd like to see it get there and part of that is maybe how they not only get more pro apps but also re give us a more of a hybrid operating system for you. How, how much can you completely do your entire workflow? Everything you do on an iPad, do you even do that? Or is it split between that and a MacBook? Can you kind of talk about from at least the way that you use it? Maybe how much time you spend on your iPad pro and could you actually use it as a computer? Would you as a full-time computer? (laughs) Well, when it comes to projects, I have done full projects on the iPad pro. Mm-hmm. Um, without having to export over to Adobe Illustrator. Um, I use Adobe Illustrator, like after I export, I use Adobe Illustrator to do things that the application's not able to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to work with gradients, then I will still set up my, my, my layer, but when I send it over to Illustrator, I will apply a gradient to that layer later on. Mm-hmm. So I might do something like put some wild neon green um, color on that layer. So that way, when I come over, I know automatically, okay, this is the layer that I have to apply that effect to. Let me go ahead and do that. But um, <clears throat> I use I use the iPad Pro for 85% of my work. Um, the other ones, because I work with a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So... Another thing that I do inside of Adobe Illustrator is I do color correction. So teams are super sensitive about their PMS colors. And uh, people listening, teams meaning sports teams like the Wizards, Capitals, Warriors, other things like that, right? Yes. And, you know, I've I've presented drawings to teams before and there will be one person from their creative department who, who will say like, hey, Rob, that's not our red. (laughs) <laughs> we use a a something 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 red and, mm-hmm. and i'll be like okay well send that document to me and i can 
you know, send me your, your, your branding guide and I can go ahead and switch the red off. Mm-hmm. But just to do things like that, because everything that I do on the iPad is still RGB mm-hmm. when it comes to color, color type. Sometimes for print, CMYK or like I'm working on this LeBron piece now for my first print and it's going to use spot colors. So I definitely can't do the spot colors on the iPad. So I will have to take that file, bring it over to Illustrator on the desktop and then manipulate those regions that I want to have certain colors in and do my color separation. Um, For me, it kind of does take the place because I can send eat. Well, main things that I use my MacBook for it's like sending emails, um, responding to um, inquiries that I might get on social media, um, just general stuff like that. General word processing, um, I can do all of that with that keyboard case. Yeah, it makes it easier. So to me, it's not necessarily a replacement. It's that it's that argument about. Um, Jordan and LeBron, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they were looking f- so long for somebody to replace Jordan mm-hmm. that they didn't really start to appreciate the uniqueness that LeBron brings to the game mm. and how he was never a Jordan to begin with. He yes, was another yes. unique player. He was his own thing. Fit. Yeah. And um, this iPad is his own thing. Yep. As opposed to to your laptop, your laptop, your laptop might be Jordan. The iPad is LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying that it's missing something, but it's not necessarily two of the same thing. Yeah, that's a good. I like that analogy. That's a that's a good one. You know, for all for all the sports heads and people that are in the basketball culture, which I am, that's a that's a great analogy to that. The another question that I had for you is, um, you know, you talk about Illustrator, Adobe, you know, basically adapted and they use the same code from photoshop to bring to the ipad did they say that they're trying to work on an illustrator i'm sure you're someone like that's a hey guys bring illustrator over to the ipad pro guys come on <laughs> oh man nda <laughs> <laughs> i was like and you know what when my adobe friends when my adobe friends hear this they're gonna <laughs> laugh just as hard as you did um nda who knows it might be on the roadmap to bring um illustrator over to um to the iPad and uh, I might have a build or something. I might, you know, everything's a might. Um I might have a build or something in this early stages. I might just have one. <laughs> okay, I like that. That that's that's as good as that's as good as we'll get on there. <laughs> yeah, on that one. That's good. Um you know, also as a digital artist, right? You've started I don't, I don't know if it's changing or maybe you've seen it change. Well, the medium itself is changing because a tool like, you know, we have Wacom for a while, Cintiq. Um, we have the iPad Pro, and you're a teacher. So, are you actually teaching digital art skills or a combination of both? Where, how is art actually changing with these new digital tools from your perspective? Well, I resigned in June, and um, it's because I wasn't necessarily teaching this stuff. Um, I hit a ceiling. I was teaching photography. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting um, because it changed the dynamic, you know, of work life and, and, and illustrator life. Yeah. Um, by teaching art or if I taught this, then I'm hitting the head with it every hour, every waking hour of the day. 
um, by teaching photo, I can easily disconnect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being the photographer and switch over to being the illustrator without catching feelings over um, certain situations. But there is so much potential. Just imagine if I did teach this stuff. Um, I tried in the past. Uh, I was told at my last school, um, it was said by my chairperson that if I taught graphic, um, if I taught computer illustration or computer graphics, that I would ruin their program. Really? Yeah. I always tell that and I get the same response. It's like, what? Yeah. Um, she actually said, like, if he was allowed to teach computer graphic, he would ruin my program. And, you know, I thought that was the most absurd thing that I ever heard in my life. Um, kids, when I when I do show kids how to do this stuff and, you know, we had like activities and stuff at my last school. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get a little bit of this in just to, you know, for lack of better terms, get my rocks off or <laughs> scratch that itch. Yep, yep. Um, I approach it and I let them know how they can use it at home. Like, not necessarily as an assignment in school, but how this can possibly replace you going out and looking for a summer job. Mm. How you become your own boss and you're not being told how to, I mean, what to do in order to earn money for somebody else. Yeah. How you can start collaborating with some of the brands and things that you admire. Um, slowly, the kids started to realize some of my side work. And, you know, I try to keep it a secret at first. Really? That's hard, that's yeah. hard bro. I mean, you got some great stuff. Yeah. And, and um, you know, high school kids are funny. Cause they won't, they won't, they won't shout you out, but mm-hmm. they'll kind of like pull you to the side and say, "Mr. Jaren, I got a question for you." And I'll be like, "Yeah, what's up?" And they'll be like, "Come over here for a second. And I'll come over there and be like, "Sports Center, huh?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I saw you on Sports Center. That was you, right? And I was like, "I don't know what you mean." And I, you know, I walk off from there, and we both share a laugh. But they, they recognize certain things and. It, it, it's key to earning their respect because right now they they respect the new hottest rapper mm-hmm. with L I L in front of their names and a couple of face tattoos more than they respect the the folks that's you know trying to teach them science. Yeah, the OG um, heads, right? <laughs> yeah. So it it, it was kind of cool, but once once they do get the stuff in their hands. And I've had a couple of prior students, you know, still reach out and say, hey, look, this is what I did. Um, this is my last thing that I did. It's pretty amazing, especially those who, who stuck with it. Yeah. And for you, I mean, you know, I think that you're in a unique position, too, because you and I are both kind of now doing our own thing, right? Our That independent spirit and you kind of built those connections and that resume and your skill set where, you know, you can go out and do this. Is that something that you ever thought was, I guess, possible? Or has the has some of these digital tools really unlocked that capability for you to really be your own boss? Um, B. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 really, they really unlock all this stuff. Um, the more and more, this, I call it like the snowball, like 
let's say if the Wiley Coyote wanted to hit the Roadrunner with a snowball, he would start. He would make. I mean, with a big, huge snowball, he would start. He would start a little one at the top of the hill and roll it down. And um, as the years went by, that momentum gained, and um, I felt like, hey, you know, I can, I can actually take this jump. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trapped. Um, there's some other things that I can do. I can leave. I can leave that life that I've had for like the last twenty years mm-hmm. behind me, and, and and you know, start start anew. And um, all 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 of these these different things is happening, apps and all this stuff. Because you know, if we were having this conversation like three years ago, apps still would have been considered like games. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Angry birds or something. Like you tossing swine you toss you tossing birds at swine. And um that's how most folks nowadays they're still viewing it as that. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it because you know, that keeps competitors off off of my court. If they're still thinking that these things are just games. Now, yeah. Yeah. Or or that these tools are just, just something to say that you have, but you're not really being productive. You could actually produce on these tools now. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Do you um do you are you do you get a lot of requests from I mean you can only juggle so many things, but I remember, right? I are you from the DC area? Is that is that true? I'm I don't know this honestly. <laughs> I'm originally from South Carolina. Oh yeah. And um I've been living in the area, DC area. The DMV, as we refer to it, for the last for the last twenty twenty years. And so, and so, I mean, I've got to imagine as people saw your work with the Wizards and the Capitals, and like for example, right, the way that the world works now is you can do work for the Warriors on the other side of the country. Um, do you, are you, how do you balance kind of get? I'm assuming you get a lot of requests from teams now because to me, I mean, you're that you're that guy, right? If that people if people know you're that guy. How do, how do you balance all that? I mean, do you have to start turning down people because of just your workload these days? Um, no, I had a bigger, I had a bigger hurdle to, um, to hop over. It wasn't the amount of work. It's never been the amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that I'm fortunate enough that I, I, I get what I can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, like this week alone, I had three assignments and I'm about to, I'm about to really put some major work in on the third one. I already completed the first two, but um, it was me adjusting to the new life. I didn't know how to draw before two o'clock. Oh, you get what I mean? Yeah. The way your brain is like kind of the creative schedule. Yeah. I was wired that way because, you know, before two o'clock, I mean, I was teaching. And I got a system in pat. I mean, in place where I would, if I got an idea about a drawing, I can do that time lapse in my head over and over again until I can iron out all the kinks that I might run into. And by the time I get my hands on my iPad and some free time, then I can execute what I need to execute the quickest way possible because I already did all the problem solving when I was multitasking, teaching and problem solving in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but up until the last month, I had to figure out how to start drawing early in the morning. I got a lot of household chores done <laughs> 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 by working through this. But 
Um, I think I, I finally got it figured out a little bit now. Yeah. And, and, and just to get it done. Um, I do have some teams and stuff lined up. Um, might be the Warriors again. Uh-oh, Warriors! <laughs> you know how we do it yeah. every day. Yeah, me and Adobe might get together. We might join forces and do some stuff for the Warriors this year, but it hasn't been placed in concrete yet. But talks have began. I mean, begun. Yeah. Um. I uh, got a cheer card coming out tonight with the Wizards. Oh, nice, so, nice. Yeah, I took that mural that I did at um on the wall of Ben's Chili Bowl and... You know, everybody that I come across, they say that they wish that the mural could stay up longer. Mm. So when I got this cheer card assignment, why not take that image, update it with the latest City Edition unis Mm -hmm. and give the fans a piece of that that image that was on the side of that building during the playoffs. So, I mean, the teams are coming. Um, I'm doing a lot of speaking nowadays about my whole story and stuff. Mm-hmm. and you know trying to provide inspiration for for those who so they can feel like they can do whatever they want to do absolutely you know I, i'm i'm there with you on that tip where you know when you're a young person and also you know a young person of color and like you don't you there's maybe not be all the opportunities in the world that you think there are once you see someone that looks like you doing something that you never imagined for me as a kid it it opened me up to be like oh i can do this that person can do it I think that's one of those really important things to basically give back to the community and, you know, from your position of what you've been able to do, like, I'm sure there's so many kids and young people as a teacher and as at your speaking engagements that you've unlocked their brain without even knowing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. And it's having a bigger impact than I even envisioned. But it's not just for young folks either. It's for us elderly folks with a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> you know, you 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 you've been doing something for a long period of time, and you feel like you're going through the motion of just doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm being uh, even I'm being amazed by what can happen from all of this. Like I'm I'm still in shock. I'm still in awe. Um, I have that episode of Sports Center recorded on my DVR just so I can provide proof to myself that that actually went down. Yeah. Because right. I I never imagined this happening. When I first saw the iPad, you know, I thought I can use it to take pic. I mean, to have pictures that I've taken of my actual paintings to place on the in into a a, a gallery mm-hmm. on on the camera roll like a folder, and then just show people the amazing work that I've done on canvas without having to tote a whole portfolio around with these canvases and stuff inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was even nearsighted when this thing first came mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just me sitting there bored one day and I was like, Hey man, I want to draw something. Let me see if I can draw on this thing. And just looking for stuff. I mean, and, and using it. And by the way, when I was looking for a vector drawing application, I fell into that trap of reading reviews that people leave for it. Uh-huh. And finally I started to question some of the things these folks were saying, like, Hey, you're saying this and that about this app, but how does your work look? Mm-hmm. And I happened to find one of those folks cause they use the same name 
as they do for the review, as they do in social media. And, you know, they was posting up some work and I was like, oh, that's why you having problems. You think this is supposed to be a magical fix. Mm. Um, no disrespect to Apple, no disrespect to Adobe, no disrespect to Tim Cook or, in, or the countless people and engineers and designers who put work on this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a crayon. It's a tube of paint. It's a tool that I use in order to create. So I shouldn't reinvent myself to create on this thing. I should find a way to use this for what it is with the current way that I create. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a very expensive crayon. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? It got the bells and whistles on this thing. You watch a movie. You can watch movies on this crayon. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's how creatives should approach this stuff. You know, don't sit there and try to reinvent yourself for a piece of tech. Like, find out a way for that piece of tech to fit into your current process. Absolutely, Rob. Yeah, man, definitely. So, you know, Rob, hey, buddy, thanks so much for the time. Uh, I want people again to make sure you can follow his work, whether it's Twitter or Instagram at Rob underscore Zilla underscore III representing Robzilla the third. Where where did you get the name Robzilla from, actually, before we go? (laughs) Word. All right. (laughs) That's what I want to know. I was I, I I had my heart set that I was going to be the best graphic designer out there. I was going to take everybody listening. I was going to take your graphic design job. <laughs> um, but first, I needed to brand myself, and I needed a website. And I started asking friends, you know, is Robert Generate the Third too long to type in as a URL? And it was like H yes. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So a friend was like, why don't you just use your initials, man? And I was like, ah, oh, dope. So, Brian, what's my initials? Hey, I was going to RG3, and we know <laughs> you, you, you don't want to be associated with RG3 anymore, but at the time, but even at that, you want to be the only RG3 yeah, in, so in dude, vernacular. Dude, this was during the time that he got drafted by the Washington <laughs> exactly. football team. Exactly. It's the Washington Redskins, bro. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, come on, man. I can't <laughs> use it. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't use my own initials mm-hmm. to brand myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed a name. I needed a pseudonym to go by and I had, I got two young kids. Yeah. So I always called them my little monsters. I always called them my Zillas. Mm -hmm. So if they're Zillas, then the parents have to be a Zilla too. So I was (laughs) like, all right, then I'm I'm Rob Zilla now. Yeah. And I was like, not just any Rob Zilla, I'm the third. So let me throw my my, my suffix on there and... That's where the whole Robzilla thing came from, which is which is wild. And I'll tell you something even worse than that. <laughs> if, like at the time, my company was going to be called The Objects, mm-hmm. but I was going to use OBJ for short. <laughs> hey. So you get what I'm saying? Like, you got you know what? I know you do some NFL stuff, but the NFL is just calling your name, man. They're like, they're just looking at you like, bro. You know, <laughs> cease and desist. You know what I mean? Like, stop it, Rob. But yeah, that's where Rob Zilla came from. And, you know, it sounds like Godzilla. And I, I come out here and I say that I'm like a vector art monster. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, hey, buddy. Uh, thanks again so much for the time. And everyone, just follow his work. It is amazing. And even if you don't follow it, if you follow Apple, you've probably already seen it. Now you're like, oh, that's that guy. And uh, I just really <laughs> appreciate your time and your insight. And just also talking about your journey and yourself. I just, I, I love hearing that stuff because that defines who you are and how you got to this point, man. Go. You know what I mean? Go. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to tim cook for that 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 tweet man that was that was pretty special yeah it was pretty awesome so all right rob well thanks for the time continued success buddy and uh, we'll talk to you soon okay bet thanks all right. all right thank you so much to rob generate for being a guest on the show and thank all of you for supporting this podcast the apple bits xl if you haven't before or you're a new listener or you've been listening for a while patreon.com slash brian tong is how you support the show you have allowed me to keep on doing this. It starts at $1 a month. If you feel like I've been giving you value and you'd like to give that back, $5 a month is basically a cup of coffee. I have some perks and other things at different levels, $10, $25, $100, the platinum level. You can check it all out at patreon.com slash Tong. And we've always got to show love to the Platinum Apples, Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frater, and Jarrett Lewis. And it is Thanksgiving here in the U.S., whether you're celebrating Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, or Thanksgiving in other countries or not at all. Uh, just an opportunity a moment to say thank you so much for everything that you all have done for me. It's just crazy. We're seven months in, and we're still doing this. And uh, I'm just excited to see where we end up in a year. But I just wanted to say I appreciate everything, whether you listen to the show, whether you have just five-starred the show on iTunes, or whether you support on Patreon. Um, I can't say thank you enough all right that's it for this week it's the apple bits xl baby be safe take care and we'll talk to you soon peace